What is up, guys? It is Worship Production Podcast. What is going on? Yo, <laughs> what's up? My name is Quinn. And my name is Tanner. And we are here to talk some worship and some production and the whole gambit that Let's comes go. with it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, listen, guys. We had a consistent streak going for like two weeks. We did. It was good. It was probably our longest streak yet. Probably. But <laughs> but here's the thing. I went away. I went on vacation to Denver. And I was there quickly for a short wedding. And then flew to Orlando for a conference. And it was a whole trip. But... We want to make this episode all about breaking down that conference, talking it through, what gear was being used, that's going to be Tanner, what, yeah, what panels it. were being used, um, how the setup looked. We're going to mm-hmm. post it on our Instagram. We're going to get comments from you guys on what you think and questions that you have and how it worked. And we're just going to talk a little bit about the ins and outs of big production like that. Yeah. Because it was, it was quite the job. We had 700 panels, 700 LED panels within this wall. There was a, a big chunk up top, down low, to the right up top, down low. It was a broken screen into six sections. And then we had a lid roof angled, probably almost 45, not quite 45 degrees overhead. And then along the edge of the stage, there was a catwalk that stuck out probably... 50 feet and along the entire edge of that there was led panels and then in front of the elevated drum cage there was led panels about 10 panels there and it just was a sick setup sick design totally insane yeah yeah so when it comes to planning those types of things like this type of project there's a lot more than just oh yeah let's take a couple road cases let's go and build it you know Oh, we're oh. back. We're back. We, we we're lost back. you there for a second. So- sorry. We had some slight technical difficulties. Yes. We had audio issues. Yeah. My, uh, I, I don't really know what happened, but my mic wasn't recording. <laughs> it was, but barely, but barely. That's it. That's it. All right. Back on track. <laughs> we are talking about Quinn's conference uh, that he was at, and that is what we will be talking about today. We will be posting these pictures for you guys on our Instagram, so, so Please go check us out um, at Worship Production Podcast. That's where you can catch up on any news that we have, any questions that you want to ask us. You feel free to DM us there. Um, but you can also see some of the graphics and pictures that we talk about right here in the episodes every Sunday evening, afternoon kind of time frame. So feel free and please um, please follow us. We, we'd love yeah. it. Um, we love your guys' support. So, but anyway, we will be going over the pictures that we will post on there this Sunday. Um, well, the time you guys are watching this or listening, rather, um, those pictures will be up, and you guys can follow along with us. So, Quinn, go ahead and take us away. Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't really remember. It's been a little bit. Yeah, I, I know we were talking about the stage setup and how there was a catwalk going around the stage, mm-hmm. and there's the drum lot, uh, the drums, and then there's two screens: upper section, lower section, right section, left section, center. Yeah, and a, and a lid. Um, and in between all of this was lighting and 
I'll let you, once we kind of break down the pictures here, I'll let yeah. you kind of talk what you're seeing there because uh-huh. you're the expert. Um, <laughs> but I know that setting up this LED wall alone was just a bore. It was insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, we the had, thing is massive. Yeah, yeah. Like you guys so, can see it in the pictures. It's It looks like there's an LED wall on the ceiling as well. Yeah, there sure is. And we had to show up a day earlier than uh, planned because mm-hmm. we needed to rig the ceiling up before anything else could go. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Essentially, we dropped the points. It was on motors that, that brought it up. And uh, we built it on like a flat parallel to the ground um, mm-hmm. with uh, iron pipes or steel pipes, whatever those are. And we clamped them to the trussing, uh, two sticks of truss. And we back bolted every single one of the panels together um, so that there's no falling out. We had thumb screws in all the modules so that none of those fell out and uh, rigged it in a way that um, it could go up and it would, it went up all the way uh, parallel and then we dropped the back end to where it was meant to be. Yeah, so, and, so and that, you guys can see that in the in the videos and pictures, like how it's tilted almost towards the crowd just a little bit, um, but like it really just looks so sick, so sick. Right. Yeah. It's it was insane. So good. We got different types of content on there that made it just like really pop and stand out, and a um, bunch of different artists were out there. We had Red Rock, Red Rocks Worship. Yeah. We, had we the Kingdom. Um, a single guy from Maverick City, um, I, I his name escapes me, but it's not the big <laughs> guy. It's not the, it's not the dude with the raspy voice. Um, <laughs> Dante so, Bowie or uh, Dante. Chandler Moore, Chandler Moore, Chandler Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was it was a pretty great build. Um, a lot of hours went into it. We had to zip tie everything to the catwalk because uh, there was no like rigging points. Mm-hmm. So. Everything was kind of standing on its own, and we put fly bars on the top with the eye bolts out of it to kind of give that seamless edge on the top. Yeah, um, and yeah, it was it was it was quite the project. As for the software side of things, I'm just gonna th- give you guys the full rundown. Yeah, but as for the software side of things, uh, I talked about uh, a software called Nova LCT. Yep, couple couple weeks back, this program is great in a lot of capacities. This build is too much for that program. There's just too much going on. You have different screens operating all at once. You could do it with Nova, but it would be probably five or six different processors. Oh, geez. Instead, we used three M controls, which has like 40 ports on it, 40 data (laughs) ports. And we uh, used... um, fiber lines with cvt tens that gave us extra process or extra processing ports so that um we could run all of this off of one brain and um we 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 changed the processors together and it kind of snaked down daisy chained through so that everything was speaking in one fluid motion yeah um, we we couldn't use nova lct so we used uh resolume we built okay. a we built a blank canvas on Resolume. We were like, this is this is the what you have for giving picture. Yep. We entered on all of the resolution to spec, like pixel by pixel for each part of the screen. 
we put squares there and then they had to build their content based on that. Yeah. That's, so, I mean, that's just so sick. And Resolume is a software that I'd love to be uh, more familiar with for sure. Um, I know we've used it as at, at our Pendel youth conventions. Um, yep. And, you know, I know some people who are really well versed in that and that, that software is crazy. It's just crazy. And I don't, <laughs> know any of it but so much you can do with it mm-hmm. like it's 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 pretty much the pro tools of video isn't it yeah i mean that would as far as i'm aware like resolume is so it's capable for essentially um mapping right like with where graphics are and stuff like that but with resolume yep. you're able to overlay like effects on top of your graphics in real time or overlay your graphics on top of effects real time. And I'm sure you can do that with um, like ProPresenter or something else that like manages content. But the way that I've seen Resolume be used was like, you know, it's taking a video shot and then like it's like glitching, like you're making a glitch effect. And like it's not mm-hmm. only affecting the screen, it's affecting the content. Right. Like you can tell if oh the screen's glitching out, that's a cool effect. It's no the content is glitching out. Right, right. Like yeah, I, I don't know how to explain it, but that's the only way I've seen it be used in those big conferences, like for worship and stuff, and it is just the coolest thing ever. I am not I know not enough to speak about Resolute <laughs> at all. Um but super powerful software for sure. Yeah. I think of those like video effects if you think like Earth, Wind and Fire or like even like anything from Woodstock where it's <laughs> yeah. like the guitarist and there's like just layers and layers of guitars moving and stuff. Yes, just like, all over the place. It's like intentionally messed up video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To just for the art. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah, so that that was quite quite the build um as far as LED goes. It was quite the build as far as all things audio video go yeah um, and, and you can see it from the pictures like it's it's a beefy rig it's yeah sweet there's quite some gear here there's like there's the video world was like three different um pull out tables long of yeah. just different gear yeah tanner's gonna give us the rundown of what he's seeing with that um actually you want you want to you want to go in yeah let's just let's just start this rundown right from the top um but before we do the rundown of these videos and pictures from the conference, we I think we started to touch on it before I had some technical difficulties, but we had two two podcasts in a row. Yep. Dropped on time. Yes. That's really impressive for us. I think that ties yeah. our record. I think we've done two in a row before. Yeah, yeah. But we unfortunately failed to give you guys three weeks in a row. Um but we have a valid excuse. Quinn, do you want to do you want to tell us why we weren't able to do you want to tell tell the viewers why we were not able to record last week? Yeah, well, it's a quick little quick little ditty mm-hmm. here. I did take my microphone and my laptop. He did. To we were record. we were prepared, guys, to record during this conference that we're going yeah. over today. I was prepared to talk about, hey guys, I'm in Orlando, you know, give you the full rundown of like what's going on as it's happening. Yeah, this was the Um, planned episode for last week. (laughs) Yes, yes. And uh, lo and behold, the schedule kind of got tight. Mm -hmm. I didn't really think I had time. So we we ended up not being able to uh, record 
on the Thursday that we had planned. Yes. Well, I get on the plane. We're like, we can still make this happen because I get home Saturday night. Yeah, we're, we're like, like after oh, church time. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's record it and then post it. Yeah. I get on the plane. I come home. I get home and I'm like, wait, where's my laptop? It's still on the plane. It's under the seat on the plane I was sitting at. I just no. left it laying there like a fool. And so... I contacted Delta and I gave them the full rundown of like where I was sitting, what they should be looking for. They got back to me quicker than I thought they ever would. I didn't yeah. know if they got would get back to me. Yeah, um, I'd but, be like, oh crap, it's gone forever. But yeah, they were like, yeah, just send us a UPS label from yourself to yourself and we'll ship it back to you. And I was like, done. I got it in two days and here we are now. Yeah, so, that's just incredible. I mean, props to Delta, first of all. For, right. I I also, yeah, I would have been like, yeah, there's no way they ever get this back to me. Like, it's gone. Right. I, I just, I mean, it was like, what can I do? You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of was over it. I was at peace with it. Yeah. Like, this is, That's all this you is can how it be. is. <laughs> yeah. Sure, it, yeah. It is what it is. What are you but then do? the the real clinger here is uh, I had all my stuff. I took it to Orlando, ready mm-hmm. to record. <laughs> I got back and I set up my stuff tonight and I look as I'm setting it up, I'm like, where's my cord? Oh, it's right on my desk where I left it. <laughs> so I didn't re- I never even took the cord to connect my microphone to my laptop. So That episode probably... was never getting to you guys last week. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. <laughs> there was a whole slew of things. Uh, uh, I'm so sorry. The devil was working against us last week. It was yes. just it wasn't meant to be, and that's okay. But we will it's, get getting, it's about getting back up. We will get three episodes in a row right now. This is the start. Number one, then number two, then number three. I and sure hope four so. four and five. Who knows? Take this on forever. But anyway, guys, let's jump into it. Okay, so we have the first movie or video. Um, and mm-hmm. that really just gives you a big kind of overview of everything that's going on shows it looks like you have looks like 16 9 or possibly even 20 wide um projection screens on the right and the left side and then you have this really cool video wall that comes across here um obviously gaps in the corners which i think is sick Mm -hmm. you have the video wall on top and then my personal favorite touch that happened here is you see the lighting in between the video wall so the video wall is gapped um, probably about a panel, I would assume, um, depending on how big those lights are. A little bit more. A little bit more, yeah. Yep. So that, I think, is sick. I love the design and the creativity behind that. Nobody thinks to do that. I, I don't say nobody, um, but I actually, what's funny is when Quinn sent me this last week, I was like, no way. Like, I just designed a, a tour rig, a lighting rig for a tour that we have going out in November. Um and I gave them the same idea. Now, much smaller scale, um, but it was a couple 16, 16-9 uh, LED walls, but mm-hmm. they were split into thirds. So there was two gaps, oh. and in between each gap, there was a bunch of blinders, very similar to what you see here, those blinders, uh, just kind of scattered throughout. And then it's like, it's part of the video wall. So, like, you know, you can make those the color of your content at the time and then like, yep. just punch the crowd. Like, I think that is just a brilliant creative idea. I love that I got to see it here um, in design because I've never really seen anything like that um, at least deployed this well. I, I think this is, I mean, the way that it was deployed here and, and like, um, what's the word, executed 
flawlessly. I, I think it I think it just looks great. It was done tastefully. It doesn't look stupid. Like it it looks like it belongs. Um, I love that. That that that's my first note from just looking at that overall. Yeah, it's like it's like a lot. But somehow it's still not too much. Yeah, like it's so simple. Like, yes, there is so much going on. But like from a like a real distant perspective, like, okay, yeah, it's some cool video walls and a bunch of bright lights. Like in in, in a couple lines, like that's what's nice is there's that. So if you look at the I'm going to call it the trust square. I don't think it's technically connected on the one side, Um, but the square kind of surrounding the video wall on the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got lights on the front and back. So from a perspective, I love, and again, I love the creativity behind this. You have three rows of blinders slash lights. You've got your top row, which again, it's on this, it's, it's just as high. It looks like as possibly the middle row, but because it's closer to you, it looks like it steps down. So you have that first row of lighting and that second row of lighting, which is upstage. So that first row is I'm referring to is the downstage truss, um, that's in front yeah downstage and then the second row is that upstage truss um behind the video wall and then the third row that you see is the one that's in between the video wall so these rows not only go farther like go from closer to you to farther from you but they also go from like high to low and that that like almost like semi-vertical drop of these rows uh, Mm -hmm. is just so creative it gives it gives it um Man, I'm just at a loss for words today. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna say distance. It gives it distance. Depth. That's depth. Yeah, depth. Um, it 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 just. I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. Gives, it's gives, cool. Gives, <laughs> that that's really all I can I say. I like lights. Like I, I like bright <laughs> things in my eyes. No, I, I. It's probably what I sound like at this point in time. No, um, no, not at all. But I I thought that was super cool. Uh, you have your main arrays here, which is. I count this three, six. I can't tell if that's nine or ten aside, um, but they look like look like probably twin twelves, twin twelve boxes or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that probably kicks. And then if you take a look, and I, I'm, right now I'm looking at the end of that video. It's that last frame of the video um, where it pauses. Um, you have two truss lines going out. So and there's also another picture if you go here to um it's loading six i think it's picture picture number six you see this like t that comes out from the stage kind of into the crowd that's super popular um with like lots of the worship and concert stuff that you see nowadays um, and what's really cool is on the side of this T on the ground, you have these strip lights that just help to uplight um, the people as they're walking, um, kind of some ground face light, which is super cool. You see that at a lot of like, you know, you'll see it on Broadway shows and stuff Yeah. where they'll have foot lighting, I think is what they call it. Um, super cool. Gives good texture to the face. I, I think it looks great. Adds color to people. Like it's cool. Um, and what you can't see really quick is on mm-hmm. that entire catwalk, that's where the LED wall, it literally frames that out on the ground. Like it's it's panels all along the side of that. If you zoom in on picture number six, you can see the top of the fly bars to the left and the right of that stage there that are literally just zip tied right on there. Oh, wait a second. I don't see that. Which one is it? 
It blends in pretty well. The one it where it's like looking downstage from that tee that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, on there, that's that's where the catwalk's at. That That is the catwalk in which the panels are on the ground. Um, Ooh, if you zoom in at the drums, you well, can see... What do, what do you mean by catwalk? Oh, we were calling it the catwalk, This the T-shaped the stage. Gotcha, okay. Not looking up in the rafters, looking down on the floor, we were calling it the catwalk. Gotcha. Um, Wait, so are there panels on the outside of the catwalk? There are, like, yes. Okay, that's sick. Yep. That's really sick. Yeah, you can't so really see that, that from the picture. Oh, you can kind of see a little bit there. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna add one more to our list here to send. Yeah. Um, that that has that included. Yeah, that's super cool. But yeah, like but, so, looking from this catwalk area, you see the truss that runs in the, on the ceiling along both sides of it. Um, again, I see some strip lighting. Um, I saw some ellipsoidals i'm assuming led that's probably face light um i'm assuming that's face light for the main stage um but i also see some movers um out here on this and here's honestly this is right looks sick looks dope my favorite mm -hmm. thing from any of these pictures is the pre-rig truss <laughs> <laughs> if you're in production at all you know what pre-rig truss is um, so if you guys look at this picture number seven where you're on the T stage um, and that truss that's right in the top of the picture, it's like not normal, right? It's a little wider, probably 18 inches. Um, and the lights are like inside the truss. I don't know how to explain it. You'd have to just look at the picture. They're like inside the truss. So basically what this allows you to do is that truss gets lowered and then little legs with wheels clip or, you know, different manufacturers do it a different way but they go on the edges of this truss and the truss wheels around so the lights yeah. and all the wire stays rigged on the truss or again pre-rig you set it up in a shop program it address it do all that stuff and then you just roll it in you number the truss line the truss up in the number order and then fly it mm -hmm. and it takes no time you're not hanging lights you're not running cable you're not addressing you're not patching you, like it's all done programming everything love that about this love the pre-rig truss the only lot. thing with that is like driving it or, or shipping it probably is maybe a little more uh, uh, def hazardous definitely so not necessarily hazardous um because it is it is fairly safe like again you're not putting anything on the outside of that truss that's why it's kind right. of like wrapped around the fixtures because mm. that you hang them on that center cord in there um, so it does keep the fixtures safe. The biggest thing that I've always heard, like the argument with the pre-rig truss is like, okay, well space, like instead of, because mm -hmm. typically you're stacking, you know how to stack, like the truss just gets stacked and it yeah. takes up fairly little, like it always takes up a lot of space because they're long, but it takes up less space than if they had legs and wheels and fixtures on them. Right, but what right. you have to account of is most likely you're stacking this. So you can stack the pre-rig truss on top of itself. So the little mm -hmm. legs will go on the top of the other one. You can probably only go two or three high. So it saves you a little bit of space. Second thing you got to think of is all the cases for lighting. All these fixtures that typically travel in a road case, those road cases are gone. Yeah. So like especially true. an event like this, like you've got a lot of strip lights, you've got a lot of moving heads, got some Lecos, got a ton of blinders, a ton of these super cool circular lights. Like all those that typically would travel in a road case, 
because they're getting mounted on site and some of them still are some of them will mm-hmm. still travel in road cases everything that's on the pre-rig truss loses those cases forget about it so i don't know in my opinion i think pre-rig truss saves just as much space as it takes up right and the amount of time it takes or saves on the load in and remember everything's about the load in and even more about the load out like the amount of time mm-hmm. it saves for that stuff i think is, is completely worth it and it's an efficiency dream really a hundred percent a hundred percent um but yeah so like that's really from what i see for lighting um the blinders are sick i i don't know what the blinders are or honestly i don't know what any of these like actual manufacturers of the lights are um but super sick super sick i think the lighting is is killer you can see more of it in the third image which is actually a video kind of see those movers panning around so it actually looks like those movers aren't used for face light which means face light is probably just those led leakos that were hung up there on the sides um those but like you you watch that third video like it's epic that's what it is in its full glory yeah like the content is so cool like the, the the slow pan the bright white like they got the gobos the beam the haze is in the room like it just looks killer you got imag on the side that's what those screens are for you got the content which just it, it looks sick and quinn, quinn can touch on that later about you know what happened with the content but like mm-hmm. even with a lack of great content like just look at that the screen yep. like just the cool design makes that even with like inefficient content just super killer super killer i think i see i can't tell so in the video in the third video i think what you're seeing is the lighting console right there actually no i'm 100 percent positive it's the lighting console um and then i can't tell if that's i don't think it's alan and heath i'm not totally sure i bad luck i'm also not super familiar with a ton of those consoles um just because i've used allen and heath my entire professional career um and i love them dearly and i love the avantis and i would buy one for myself for my birthday if i had enough money that's besides the point um, <laughs> hint hint, Anyone <laughs> hint yeah, to, to my wife yeah, please buy me please buy me what a fourteen thousand dollar <laughs> console yeah that'll never happen um but no just absolutely killer killer design lighting and again i'm i'm a lighting guy this is killer like mm-hmm. i love this love it you were sending me videos and pictures and i was like this is just so sick but um yeah so yeah. going through the first video um looking at the second picture that's the monitor console um a quantum again not sure is that digico i think quantum is digico you've um, got me my friend yeah, I'm not, again, not super familiar with, like, D- Digico and Yamaha are probably the two of the big, like, professional audio brands that I just don't yeah. have a ton of experience with. But So, so I just I, I just want yeah, to talk ahead. really quick about this console. Mm-hmm. Like, as someone who's done production, you've seen a lot of different events. Like, why does this exist? Why is this console off to the side of the stage? Like, there's a guy at the front Absolutely. of the house. Why is this by the side of the stage? I drink my water. So the reason for monitor consoles, as I stumble over my words, um, first of all, super common. 
you'll see this at any festival that's remotely yep. large. Um, so basically what it allows the front of house person to do is focus on mixing the house. Right. With, again, little little festivals, you know, you got a five-piece band, like, okay, it's whatever. You go, you mix some oxes, they get their in-ear mix, they get their monitor mix, whatever they want. Um, for big things like this, like, ha- how many people are on stage? Um, it depended on who was going, but the most at one time was probably, honestly, probably 13. 13, exactly. So think of, like, worship right now. You've got your band, maybe seven people, and then you have like 40 singers on stage because everybody mm-hmm. needs to sing. It's great. I love it. But it can be a, such a headache for the front of house guy because do you remember in Italy, there was mm-hmm. how many of you on stage? Was it seven? Seven or ten? Yeah, so, seven. Something, yep. something like that. Remember me trying to mix your guys' in-ears and how yep. hectic that was? Yeah. For, for seven people. Right. On a fairly basic. Now, granted, I was mixing on an X32 rack on my iPad. We were in Italy. We had woken up an hour and a half late. We had stumbled in. We were playing in 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. There was was a lot. There was a lot going on that that fed into that. But the same basic principle um, is is still relevant there. Like, you remember how hectic that was. And I had to go mix the house. Yeah. Like, I I didn't. I I was mixing the house in the first and second song. I had nothing mixed. I had stuff pre mixed from rehearsal. But, like, not with people in the room, not with, like, there was still a lot to do. And it was so hectic trying to go around and communicate with you guys while you are trying to rehearse. Right. It's very difficult to do those at the same time because we have to stop and communicate. Mm-hmm. So for the monitor console, basically allows the front of house engineer to strictly focus on the mix. Their job is when you guys are sound checking, he's just doing his thing. You aren't talking to him at all. You guys just do your thing. He does his thing. Monitor console guy does his thing. You communicate to him. You tell your MD what you need. MD conveys it. All he's focused on is making sure that your monitor mix, your in-ear mix is pristine. You have exactly what you need, and it gets done right away. Why? Because he's not mixing the house. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to worry about that. His sole job is to make sure that you, you, you hear what you need to hear so you can perform and so you can perform the front of house guy can mix so yeah. it's really a luxury um and yeah that's about all i can say for that it's it's a luxury it's it's very common um and very important especially when there's 13 people on stage because yeah. try communicating with 13 people at the same time like yeah. it's just not gonna work you, you would never get through rehearsal yeah the question that comes to mind next would be isn't this guy just like what? Couldn't I just get an ME and use my own mix, like mix myself? Absolutely. Um, why? What? What's the difference in benefit in using a live person to the side of stage versus a bunch of boxes? Yeah. So the ME, I think, for one, is great. Um, you don't see the MEs a ton in like live production stuff. You'll typically mm-hmm. see monitors or in ear mixes, uh, or in ear monitors rather. Um, but to your point, like, yes, absolutely can. And that's great. It saves, you know, if that's what it's about, but like, if you think about it from, let's say a price perspective, like, okay, Mm -hmm. you're paying a guy labor and you're paying for the console and you're paying for all the IEM packs and receivers and stuff can be fairly pricey. 
if you're doing it the other way, and let's say you're putting out those, first of all, not ever, especially these big conferences, not everybody is able to do um, the the Emmys. Mm-hmm. Somebody's people are still going to be on packs. You still need to have people mixing their monitors. So right. then you're throwing it to the front of house guy, which again, what we just talked about. Then everything else gets backed up. Rehearsals run slower. Like stuff isn't perfect. This allows yeah. it to be perfect. You right. ask, you receive. It's that simple. Yeah. Um, and along with the Emmys, like at that point in time, you're running cat all over the stage. You have to have a console that's, that's compatible exactly with my it. Thoughts. So yeah. like you're you you have to run Alan Heath for an Emmy. It's not working on anything else. Uh, if you run the Behringer, you have to run Behringer. Like that's it. You run Axiom. You have to get an Axiom card for yeah whatever console you're using and that's just really not super relevant in the live production world so like monitors console is that like that that's why they do that um that's fair like that tour mindset like there's people moving on stage if you have more wires on stage that's tripping hazard yeah because tour is like a lot of movement yeah there's a lot of people on stage that could trip and like at the end of it's going to be a lot more to tear down 13 consoles instead mm. of a single board. Oh, hundred percent. And like fishing all that wire out from under the stage and, you know, and yep. And typically like these monitor consoles, like again, everything is wireless. Like mm-hmm. he has no physical outputs and typically he has one physical input. Mm-hmm. Like all those things he's sending, everything gets input into the front of house console and then typically that console is networked via dante or if you're running out in heath uh via the um s link um so it's a, a cat line runs literally every audio input to the monitors console and now the monitor console wow. has everything and that's cat six yep just a single cat six cable wow and it now has everything the front of house console has and it's able to output that to the iems for the musicians on stage it's amazing it, it, it's amazing it saves time um it's definitely beneficial and honestly probably at the end of the day more cost efficient to do that now again in this case you're bringing out like a big digico console like okay maybe it's not as cost efficient but in this case that's not like the emmy thing is just not an option for for a mm-hmm. conference like this for littler things you can get like okay yeah maybe that'll work for a conference like this it just it just wouldn't be possible you need that monitors console side stage yeah Wow. And I wanted to throw one more thing about that into the mix. Um, mm-hmm. I, I saw the church that put on this conference. They were the first ones to go mm-hmm. as they were sound checking. Cause we were in there. We were like excited to see this in full in its full glory. Yeah. Um, they were getting their sound and they were working through the instruments for the front of house. Well, at the same time that he was mixing the front of house, they had the, the band. They didn't even look at the front of house or the, the, in ears mix guy mm-hmm. they didn't even look at him they just as they were working through the instrument they held their finger up or they held their finger down yep and they just held it there until i assume he did it in their ears yeah and then it was so like efficient and like professional i was like whoa that's so cool because just as they worked through the instruments they got their own mix and yeah. of course you know then they pointed and they were like up or down but like they kind of got their their bass without any communication just like just holding a figure up or down yeah and that's precisely the reason for that is again they're able to do that at the same time front house guy does his thing monitors guy and again you don't need to communicate 
for the musicians right. who are one been playing for long enough or travel or do stuff they know what their mix is. They know what they want in their mix. Like, so yep. they're just like, all right, guitar's too hot. And the, all the monitors guy is doing is looking on stage. All right, looks like the lead keys player has his finger up. He wants whatever sound checking right now up. And what he's got is, honestly, he's probably just got that, let's say guitar is sound checking. He's probably just got guitar opened with all the sends. And mm-hmm. he's like, all right, lead keys, push the lead keys fader up until his finger goes away. Perfect. And just does that for everybody. And then when the keys player starts checking, mm-hmm. he just opens up the keys, looks at the sends, and then he's like, all right, all right, and just moves. Like, so simple, yes. efficient, it's quick, and yeah. That's, yeah and that's everyone's happy. There's, everyone's it's happy. the least amount of headaches. That's mm-hmm. just the, I feel like the entire live production atmosphere is just remove headaches. Yeah, I mean, that's our main goal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Lord knows the amount of Sundays I've done and played worship and we spent like 30 minutes going over in-ear mixes yeah again not for me i'm on an me most of the time but like oh my goodness the vocalist sometime will be like oh i need more of this i need more of this mm-hmm. i'm like holy moly and then we spend 20 minutes going over in-ear mixes just yep. for just for them after worship to be like oh, i couldn't hear anything i'm like okay well we spent 20 minutes trying to figure it out <laughs> so you better heard something right right totally but, yeah no yeah, yeah, monitors console. Heck yeah. It's a heck of a thing. Love monitors console. I also love running monitors console. Um, it's really fun because most of the time you're probably not doing anything during the concert. Yeah. Uh, uh, you have to be attentive, but like it's it's a very chill job. I love it. It's a lot of fun. Right. Um, and you get to be right to the side of the stage where. Oh, yeah. Big, you're, big you're, right, you're right in the mix. Like, you know, dab them up as they go on stage. Like, just yeah. you, you're just friends with the band, essentially. And yeah. again, just like. And, I, and I'll preach this, um, whether you're a lighting guy, audio guy, video guy, what you do during a worship set is just as much leading than the musicians are. Like mm-hmm. you are just as much a part of that song as the musicians are. It is your yep. job to do your job well and to cultivate the worship in the atmosphere. Like yep. if you're a lighting guy, like you're not just going strobey and like freaking laser beams all over the place if it's not like you got to just be attentive to what's going on you have to like that is your instrument that console yeah. is your instrument use that's it good. like so so yeah um that's just one thing that i always like to kind of preach because it, it really is it's it's true and it's important um that we are just as much like again trying to lead in worship so heck yeah wow so next video we kind of already went over again that's the lighting console i have no idea what it is um because i didn't look at it and i can't really see um but it's cool it's big big is cool that's for sure big Um, is cool so again super cool video and then we got picture number four we got my boy brian gabner shout out (laughs) there he is zoom in Um, on the left yeah zoom in sitting down probably playing on his phone little nerd I'm kidding. No, he was working heavy. <laughs> we had so many leads from the conference. We've done two major conferences oh, in less true. than a month's time. So they have so many leads. Brian's on our sales team. He's our sales manager, actually. Just so much work ahead of us. That's so cool. That's that's so, really cool. Really awesome it's great. for you guys as well. Like That's that's epic. Was, was Josh yeah. on this one? Josh, uh, yes. Okay. Both Joshes, Eichelberger and Dominguez were okay. on this one. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So Josh is the one on the left. Um, I know Josh. I played 
golf with him one time. It was kind of weird. <laughs> but not, no, no, the golf wasn't weird. I loved my time with him. How it happened was weird. I met him like you brought him to college age. And I was on the yes. roof with Hunter and Adam and Dana. Yes. I think we were throwing yep. tennis. Or were you, no, you were there too. Yeah, we were throwing like <laughs> tennis balls on the roof or something stupid. Yes. And then they showed up, your friends from work. Mm-hmm. And somehow we got talking. We're like, oh, we should go play golf. And we invited him to play golf. <laughs> and then you and Alex bailed. And then me and this kid I, I met did not like bail. one day. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> me and this kid I met like a day ago. <laughs> just go play golf for four hours before work it was iconic um it was great but yeah what, what's what's going on in this picture Quint? is that a video wall behind you that says his yes that's so that's uh two video walls actually it's six high by four wide on one side and then six high by five wide on the other mm-hmm. um we wanted to create some a little more depth that was originally meant to be one big screen but we broke it up and put like a 30 degree angle on it just to show like, Oh yeah. You can make any design that you want. Yeah. And also that 30 degree pointed towards the conference. We were on the far left side of this major hallway that mm. led right into the exhibit hall. And so it was like, we brought that angle in to kind of like bring people to the booth. Um, yeah. at the same time as I mean, like that's, show, that's show what you can do by the way. Yeah. So there's like a little bit of seam. If you can zoom in on that picture, like, you see it's completely black. We just put a drop cloth behind that. Yep. Um, and then there's two video wall posters on the sides. Um, yeah. They're really good for like scrolling announcements, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, servicing them is not easy, um, but yeah. they don't go bad very often and they function great. They do great um, portability. Like you can just roll them, plug them in and literally play. Um yeah. Just plug your US your HDMI in. You can do USB plug and play where you just throw a USB like thumb drive in it and mm. it plays whatever yeah, content like you load player. on there. That's sweet. yep. Or um you can load solutions on an internal brain and you can oh, just have that that's really repeat. Cool. So there's a different couple ways you can do it and yeah. it's all really sick. Um so just a way for us to show off our product. This was more a conference for building relationships. We decided like uh, mm-hmm. with with the people that are running the production yeah. um, and we still got some really good hot leads so it was it was a good good turnout yeah no that's awesome awesome um no the video wall was cool i noticed now that i zoom in i can really tell it is a video wall um but at first like the the first of all the graphic sick it looks like paper it looks like a yep. drop cloth and I was like, man, but that's super vibrant for a cloth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's super cool. Love how you guys were able to angle that um, and show that. Um, the little refresh LED table, that's just sick. I think that's super cool. And, yeah, that's yeah. just some LED strip lighting uh, yeah. in like a faded plexiglass. Yep. Yeah, so. it, it looks sick though. Um, it's super cool that you guys are able to like, you know, brand like that at a conference. I think that's super and I mean, clearly it has been beneficial. We've got tons of leads yeah. buried, but no, I thought that yeah, was cool. Sure. I thought that that little, I, more so I just liked the colors and the graphic, like that they just look sick. Yeah. That faded look. It yeah. was very nice. But yeah, moving on to the next picture, we have the back of the wall. So many of you guys, your first thought when you're looking at this wall that's split in half is, okay, how the heck does that work? <laughs> Here's how. Uh, Quinn, do you want to touch on this? 
Yeah, I can touch on the, the LED side of things and then okay. you can touch on the lighting. I yeah, think. absolutely. So you'll notice that there's different heights of truss there. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do it all with the shorter sticks for the LED as far as the LED wall is concerned. Yep. Um, we had those extra ones in there so that the, the wall was supported. Um, we went maybe two every, uh, a stick of truss every two panels um just so that it had support all the way down it's a lot of weight that's hanging there um and also uh, lighting points yeah like i'm fairly confident those are the lighting points right correct yeah yeah so they they serve a dual purpose for sure right and uh yeah we used a bunch for that but you'll notice that there's some higher there's five sticks that are higher than all the rest and that's used more for the lighting side of things, actually. Yeah. If you wanted to take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the lighting, um, obviously, you see like the top half of the wall is hung, and the bottom half is ground stacked, um, and then yeah. So those those five, um, and is it just five or is it six? And we're just not seeing it. Um, it's yeah. There's. It's- probably six one more on the other yeah. side yeah so those are obviously the lighting points so those those lights that you see in the middle that's that's how they got there um so they just made a stick of trust a couple feet bigger probably a meter um mm-hmm. and then just rigged some lights onto it so pretty pretty simple um but it looks super cool like again looks epic but it really didn't take too much extra work to get that done especially with the lighting points um Doing it with trust like this is brilliant, and I'm going to steal that idea. Um, the design that I had was all done with pipe, and it was like a like portable pipe grids. It was it was cool, but like it was like these pipe cages that like the video wall and the lighting stayed permanently mounted, and the pipe cages oh, okay. rolled onto the trailer. Um, but no, th- this is a sick design. That's like again, all, also video walls are just super cool to look at the back of. Um, yeah, my wife and I have gone to three texas rangers games now that we live in dallas um and they've got a massive i have a, i have a picture for you too massive led wall it's enormous um and yeah. we sat the one seat we sat in we actually saw the back of it um wow and it i don't know i just love looking at the back of led walls they look cool especially it's your definitely panels. A- they're all blue and black and fancy and they're cool yeah, it's definitely a sight to behold, especially when the lights are like flickering in time, like yep. sequence. And yeah. yeah, yeah, you gotta love that. But yeah, okay, moving to the next one. We're at the T again. We kind of went over this, so let's talk a little bit about audio. Um, sure. And there's there's not too much to note here. We kind of already went over uh, the monitor front of house console thing. Um, so what you see here, and you see in a couple of the other pictures and images, is these little point source speakers, um, and they actually may. I don't know for sure. No, they're definitely not boxes. Um, or maybe they are. I have no idea. But um, so these little speakers here that are in between the movers, um, kind of hanging on that truss, I found that interesting because they're pointing kind of towards. So first of all, like I've been in these conference rooms. The picture may make it look big, maybe it looks small. I don't know how you guys are viewing it. But the conference, like this conference isn't enormous. Like, mm-hmm. it's not an outdoor festival. You've got nine or ten aside. You're inside. I would imagine that that main rig alone is fine. I don't, from what I'm seeing, that room is not deep enough to require um, delay PA. But I'm also 
so that's why I'm confused, first of all. Second reason I'm confused is the fact that they're pointing, like, towards stage. Right. Right? Like, they're at the middle of this T. Yeah. And they're, and which is not that far from stage, which has two big line arrays dropped right there. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of pointing towards stage. Toward, so that, that I found interesting. Not totally sure what those are being used for. Um, so... I could maybe speak to that. Yeah. Um, the guy, ugh, I feel horrible. I'm going to look it up after and maybe tell you guys, maybe not. Uh, the guy that is from Maverick City was on a Nord piano with tracks and one singer with him. And mm-hmm. he stood on the end of that T stage. So okay. he stood where the square is at, at the end of it. So he was kind of underneath that truss. And I wonder, and maybe you would know better, if they were making the sound from where he was at. Yeah, so they totally could be doing that. So I believe that's called Soundscape, um, if I'm remembering correctly. But there is a spatial audio software that highlights, um, and we can do a whole episode on this. Super cool. Never been able to use it, but it's super cool. Basically, you map out your room, you map out where your speakers are, you map out where all your instruments are. And if your guitar is on the right side of the stage, or let's say stage stage left, so if you're in the audience, it's on the right side. Um, if, if your guitar is on the right house right and he's playing, you are going to hear it way more out of the house right PA than you are to the house left. You'll still hear mm. the house left. But that spatial is super cool and it's not Mm -hmm. mixed like the front house guy is not panning it Mm -hmm. like the pan still does its own thing like if you want to pan a like a dual like a stereo keys or something that does its own thing this is literally spatial so if he's on stage and as singers walk around it tracks him in real time singers are walking around on stage it's like it just sounds different it doesn't sound weird it's not like you're panning something back and forth it's I, mm-hmm. again, I don't know well enough, but it is so cool. <laughs> One um, of those things you have to experience to understand. Yes, a yeah, you'd have to. Um, but so they totally could have been doing that. Um, I've only heard of one or two instances of that spatial audio being used. I'd be surprised if it was being used here, but they mm-hmm. totally could have been using that for that effect during that time. Like, well, yep. okay, we'll just send it to these speakers to kind of make it sound like it's coming from there instead of from the front. And we've done that in youth a couple of times, Quinn, where we do like worship on the one side and we spin the room around and we're like, okay, we don't want to make the audio come from the right side. Like let's just put some K tens out and blast it on the front. So right. that is likely why that, that you make a great point. Um, that's probably why those speakers are there. So less of delay. So you're probably right. There are probably no delay speakers. They're there for um, different acts that are happening on this T stage, which I think is brilliant. Um, yeah. But yeah, that kind of covers the audio here. Um, they had uh, six subwoofers, six big box subwoofers. Mm, yeah. Um, what brand? You got me. <laughs> <laughs> Still working on it, but huge. They were huge. They put out immense like bass. Yeah. So good. No, that's sick. It was booming. But Yeah. So let's move to what I believe is the last picture here and then we'll we'll wrap things up so we got a picture of video world um so starting on the left you've got it looks like so we'll start with the screens got your multi-view looks like you got your program 
Um, looks like another multi-viewing program, maybe for stream. Not exactly sure what they were doing. Um, again, I'm not a video guy. So I know some of this stuff, but uh, yeah. Um, looks like a Ross Carbonite switcher. It doesn't look like black magic. Um, if it is a Ross Carbonite and it's that big, holy crap, that thing is a beast. Um, I don't know what company they brought in to do video, but that is a killer switcher. Um, got all their black magic devices, probably Hyperdex and stuff. They're probably recording ISOs of all the cameras. Um, and then, yeah, looks like there are some PTZs because that looks like a PTZ controller now on the right table. Um, mm -hmm. So there's probably some PTZs. Um, but yeah. It was mostly PTZs. Sure. Was it really? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was one in the back of the house uh, or front of house where there was someone behind it and the rest was PTZ. Interesting. So. That's So were there any cameras like on stage? Like where people were walking around like? Or... There was, yes. Okay. There so was a couple that. of roamers. Okay. Yep. A couple of roamers. Yeah, um, that's cool. The thing was for as far as LED wall went, except for We the Kingdom, there was zero like live feed going to it. Mm -hmm. um it was just for and you can see in the um well in the first video there there's two projectors on the side yeah there's panasonic thirty two thousand watt or volt uh it would be lumens lumens yes yeah. yes so those were panasonic's uh a and e global was the company we were working with that's a massive projector they have a deal that um, they have to have projectors at every single event. Like yeah. they have a deal with Panasonic that you have to have our thing at any event mm. you do. Yeah. So we saw it as an LED company. It was a massive marketing opportunity. Oh, hundred percent. Cause you that, have the, yeah, just a, like these are 32,000 lumens yeah. and you look at our screens right next to it. And that was running at like 60% brightness. Right. Insane. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, so the the live video was just coming on the projectors there. Um, gotcha. And so that's most what of the these PCs camera. For. Gotcha. Nice. So most of the was there live streaming during this? Um, I don't believe there was online. Okay. So, but I, so I think they most, were recording. Gotcha. So they were recording, and then lots of those other like camera shots were probably just for Resolume and mm -hmm. different cool effects and stuff to do. Yep. On yep. the screen. So no, that's super sick. Yeah. Well, that takes us through all those videos is there anything else you wanted to talk about with uh with that conference um no i just threw one more picture on there and you guys can check it out it's with the catwalk that i was talking oh, about oh i see it oh and wow it just lights up the floor it looks so cool it's kind of extra because only the front row sees it but like <laughs> it's so beautiful that is so sick that is yeah. so sick so I, I just love how it glows, so like makes the floor glow. And yeah, and that gives you like a really good um, view on everything there. So yeah, you got some moving wash on those on those lights. That's sick. Got the, the color strips. Yeah, no, that's epic. That, that really gives you a full view of everything after it's assembled without the clutter around. Uh, mm -hmm. No, that's a really cool picture. And then, yeah, you see there the laser, the laser projectors versus... Um, versus the video wall crazy yeah and uh you can see that there's a ptz <laughs> yeah. right on the corner there yeah, i see that on a big stand confidence monitor there um 
so for lyrics and stuff for vocalists out on the on T stage. Mm-hmm. And oh, and the drums is up on a little drum riser, and the drum riser has the LED panels too. Yep, that's sick. We went all out, so it was quite the setup. There was a whole lot of work that went into it, but yeah. It, so if it you could a product just, like this, yeah, if touch real quick before we wrap up here on the planning that goes behind this. So how long were you guys planning this event, and what does that process kind of look like? Because clearly somebody thought For out sure. of all of this. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different meetings that happened. I mean, the project management side of things, there was like the details. Okay. How are we getting there? Um, what are we sending? You know, who are we sending? Like, um, how are we shipping all of this stuff from Pennsylvania down to Florida? You know, those odds and ends as a company was quite a, a bear to plan out. Yep. Um, then we had the meetings that involved the design of the stage. And how are we running content to the to the mm-hmm. screen? Um, who's going to be in charge of like overseeing the process of the build? Like how are we rigging it? How because we had to run with A and E for how they're rigging their stuff. Right. Yeah. To use their their points of rigging for yep. for our screen. So it was kind of a back and forth between the two companies of like, okay, we're going to need trust here and here, especially for that flown screen. We needed that specked out perfectly so that we could have that flown without any like when you have something upside down or hanging in a way that it's not designed to be hanging yep you have to be extremely careful about how you rig it you have to be mm-hmm. certain and you have to yeah have that all of those details planned out yeah um and i mean the flown screens weren't any less like dangerous if they're flown poorly and so right it takes a lot of a lot of planning of like okay this is how we're rigging it these are the materials we're sending making sure we're using the materials while we're there um, just bunch of people overseeing the process double checking the process and making sure that mm-hmm. everything goes together that way um, yeah but yeah we we have bolts in the back we have the latches on the side of the panels and then thumb screws in the back of the modules so it's like triple checked yeah there's nothing that's gonna fall. There's nothing that's going to vibrate from the sound that like out of place and fall or anything like that. And it brought a really smooth like production that way. Yeah. Um, but it takes months. It takes months of mm-hmm. that. That's not an easy thing. Like that's not a day's meeting. Yep. It takes months to talk it through, work with the company that you're not a part of like, Hey, how are we, how are you guys doing what you're doing? How can we work with you to make what we're doing work? Yeah. And um, yeah, thinking through just the logistics of it. Yeah, no, that's super cool. Super cool. Well, no, that was awesome. Again, to kind of dissect that. Um, but yeah, speaking of events that, you know, take a long time of planning or coming up next week, I will be back in Pennsylvania for uprise festival. Let's um, go. We got no big deal. One K few. Um, and then hey. social, social club misfits are no uh, wrapping up that. So, that festival is next weekend um and we will definitely have an episode just diving into that i'm going to hopefully be filming some content um for spirit Let's go. Um, and also kind of a little bit personally um kind of just my travel up there running mm-hmm. everything and getting things set up um and then and then coming on home so that that's next weekend um 
so that has been being planned for months um, I've been I designed that lighting rig like two months ago uh, I've been programming that lighting rig all week um, mm -hmm. I'm programming it remotely down here in Dallas um, and then I'll go up and plug my flash drive in and hopefully everything works <laughs> <laughs> um, no but it's going to be a really good time so definitely make sure to follow us um, subscribe on Instagram or Give us those YouTube follows, or, or Spotify, however it works. Um, so you guys can stay up to date with our content and with yes. when we post. Um, but yeah, this about wraps it up again, guys. If you have any questions, please give us an email, DM, uh, worship production podcast at gmail.com and at worship production podcast. We want, we want to hear from you. We want to help you guys yeah. out. And a special announcement really quick. We did add one more platform to our repertoire. Yes, we did. Come on, Let's somebody. Let's go. Where are we playing at, Tanner? We are now on Apple Podcasts, yeah, baby. Boy. I was able to rob my wife's laptop, download an old version of iTunes, and verify our account. Because <laughs> um, that was yes. the whole holdup for all of season one. <laughs> we couldn't figure we it out, through. but we got it now. So no, we. That's are the now, big season two reveal. Yeah, big season two. We are on Apple Podcasts. I. Yes. Uh, Apple is superior. Let's be clear. Mm -hmm. um, but Spotify is better than Apple Music. It and is Apple Podcasts. So. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. So they do we, music. Like that's have, what they do. Yeah, we have definitely been on the superior podcast platform via Spotify and YouTube. Yep. But we are now on Apple for all those people who think that Apple Podcasts is better than Spotify, which no, mm -hmm. I respect that opinion, but it's wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, please reach out and anything uh, yeah. else? I don't think so. I think, uh, I think I'm excited to hear about your event. This was fun debriefing and oh, yeah. uh, we're going to get into it. This is, this is our longest streak. We're in the middle of it we, right now. We are starting it. Let's go, baby. Come on. Let's go. Three episodes. Let's go. We're going we're gonna to throw a little party because actually I'll be in PA next weekend and uh, Quinn and I, maybe a little, little, uh, little spoiler alert, we'll have a, well, we'll, we'll have a golf podcast. What? Yo, what? Golfcast? Golfcast? Uh, anyway, so um, that may be being recorded next weekend or this weekend. Let's go. Um, and then I'll be up for a little wedding reception in PA mm -hmm. the next weekend. So we got some we got some cool content coming from you. Maybe some, you know, some fun, some fun different stuff coming up. Yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah. some special guests? What? I have what? no idea. Who said crazy, what? Crazy, crazy. But All no, right. guys, we will catch you strong in the next one. But yes. until then, this has been Worship Production Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner, with host Quinn. We out. We out.